Sound Pages is a literary series featuring resident artists in the Jack Straw Writers Program. The umbrellas collapse when the market breaks down. Watch the gulls and the swifts as they circle and sift through the lost and the found of trashed napkins and maps. This program features the work of 2012 writer Carol Light. She spoke with curator Sean Wong about her work. In your description of your manuscript, Heaven from Steam, one of the things that you're most interested in is form. Can you talk a little bit about the kinds of forms you deal with? I didn't start out as a formal poet. In fact, I really had written very little. I mean, I, I felt that I understood forms and I knew how to scan a sonnet and I'd written one or two of them. But after I got out of graduate school, I realized how much potential there was in a form like the sonnet, which seemed to me a kind of firecracker in a way that it contained so much in a short amount of space. And I wanted to be able to work more fluidly with it. Um, but to begin, I felt I had to get a handle on iambic pentameter, which is not something I was familiar with. I was working with a lot shorter lines and more lyric poetry. If it were going to a rhythm, it would have been more of a song rhythm. What do you think are the most successful form you've worked in so far? And which ones do you struggle with but you're hoping to conquer? I've worked a lot with the sonnet, and that one I feel like I have uh, come into some kind of relationship with that I understand it and that I can manipulate it in different ways. And I read somewhere a poet had said she was trying to incinerate the sonnet. And I think maybe she'd been possessed by the form long enough that she felt she had to break out of it. And I chuckled at that because I don't feel any impulse to incinerate it. It feels like a really powerful ratio of lines and thoughts in a short amount of space. And it's complicated and difficult to execute. But once you're in it, it seems to create so much energy just from the containment of it. Now we'll hear a selection from Carol's live reading. I thought I'd start with uh, Pacific Foghorns, and this is a sonnet first published in Poetry Northwest. So thank you, Kevin, and thanks for coming. Crossing Hood Canal. Just a little background. I was going across the bridge, the Hood Canal Bridge, and there was a rescue helicopter hovering, and that started this poem. And is there really rescue in the wind? A helicopter knifes the sky above the far end of the bridge. Below, cones, striped barricades, one blue patrol car. Leaning against the Taurus, there he is, the predictably square-jawed trooper masked in silver aviator frames. He's dressed and ready to escort you to a less venial detention. Twitching, you pass the mirrored lenses cautiously by. Dismissed... You begin your slow ascent. The faintest star winks just after sunset. Atonement postponed. You're not the body sought at all, cream puff. And, knockwood, neither are you dead. I lived for about 20 years in the Midwest, and this poem is about that. It's um, remembering some things that I miss and some things that I don't miss. 
Prairie Shore. Would I miss the way a breeze dimples the butter-colored curtains on Sunday mornings or nights gnashed by cicadas and thunderstorms? The leaning gossip, the half-alive ripple of sunflowers, sagging eternities of corn and sorghum, September preaching yellow, yellow in all directions, the windowsills swelling with mason jars, the blue sky bluest born through tinted glass above the milled grains, the dust, the heat distrusted, the screen door slapping as the slat back porch swing sighs, the hatch of houseflies, the furlongs of freight trains, and how they sing this routine. So sure, so sure, the rote grace of every tempered life. This next poem is a meditation on the word lovely and um, on skin, really, about being thin-skinned. Uh, lovely is a compliment. It was applied in a way that it didn't seem like one to me necessarily. This is called the vellum curtain. Lovely can be lonely, the seaside, the prairie, though you'd prefer that smirk of pain, mistakes made, the risky sex with drunks in bars, bad tattoos, a riddled past we'll always carry. That lonely can be lovely is also true. You threw a stone to cast a capillary wave to puncture the surface of the lake. Now dismiss it as too beautiful for you. Why is it you can't wait to read my scars? This is, we went back to the Midwest last year and um, had a different experience of early spring there, just a little more unforgiving than spring is here and not nearly so green. And I had um, an experience of Raynaud's syndrome. I don't know if you've had that, where a couple of your fingers go white um, due to the cold, cold weather, cold emotional weather. This is called Raynaud's weather. And it starts with a sonnet and ends with a sequence of haiku. So what did I expect? Not this. March snow flung slantwise, rice-like from a glowering sky. Here at the bakery, one dapper groom waits for his bride atop a three-tiered cake. The damp camps outside, clouding the mind. Chapped lips breathing through my ungloved knuckles. I try to thaw these bloodless fingers. A heart will take precautions withholding warmth, but it's mistaken. What's just around the corner? Spare me. Tires slam the curbside puddles, splashing the matted leaves where faithless grass lacks the naked nerve to grow. A cold gust lifts the grim tulle veil, a flash of blue, but the gods deny the kiss. Returning mist, spring in escrow. Budless oak branches card a woolly sky. Sleet spits at green junipers. They needle no one. Does the cardinal never complain of the cold? No vitriol from the vireo. An ice square glares from the brown lawn where the child's snow fort once stood. Whatever happened to stoicism? Bleeding heart, buck up. What did you expect? Not March. Note, send daffodils. <laughs> and uh, this is for um, Star Trek friends out there. This is called Aboard the Enterprise. 
hoping perhaps to sweeten her up. He spoons more honey in the tea, but no, Kyuso, this church is closed for renovations. Uzo? It's too early. All morning, jackhammers tuning up the street, scaring away business from local shops and cafes. If only she'd jog, pop a vitamin. Where's that nuisance of a dog when she needs him? Snatching a dish towel from the isthmus of laundry, she snaps at the window. Damn deer devour all her flowers. Must she keep nattering on about the strewn petals, her last murdered tulip? You gotta reap what you sow, girl. Move the bulbs next year. Get a grip. Resistance is futile. This is Back to the Deer. It's called Downdraft, a little more of a November poem. The deer dislike the lavender and heather. Beyond the lattice fence, a buck browses the youngest of the apple trees. The fig swabs bedroom windows with its splashy leaves. As if to hector the roses, pruned and mulched, as if they've forgotten November, a scrawny pair of poppies bristle and clench, too orange, too red, thumbs in the eye of the weather. And a crow plucks lumps of pumpkin from the compost bin. I dry my boots beside the fire. I set my tea to steep on the ledge. The dog's asleep beneath my elbow, warm as toast and snug, smug as some tweedy squire. I survey the possibilities. Who wouldn't stop to watch those antlers strop? Who's never been the thrashed sapling or brazen bud, all thin dignity determined to arrive? A gust pipes the chimney, fipple and chiff, with a rasping hum and a hum and a downdraft puffs once. Crow and pumpkin, yet to come. And just one more, and this one's for Rick. My husband. It's um, called Herzsprung Russell, an astronomical diagram, and it came out of reading the Columbia Encyclopedia and trying to get a little education on astronomy. And the Herzsprung Russell diagram is a way to plot the magnitude of stars along the main sequence. If you're an astronomer, you can correct me on that. I may be wrong, but I think that's what it was. So, the sky is a bouquet of old news. Its gap-tooth vendor was Italian. His roses unfurl galaxies. From red to gold to blue, from Barnard star to Rigel, I plot the curve of magnitude. Memory is a planetarium, a twilight rustle, a sequin, an eye. I squint to see a spectral class of foxes cluster near the hedgerow. Which luminosity is true? That which is apparent isn't absolute. If history is a map of courage, then the heart is made of helium. This is the parallax I love, you and I tilting sideways with the surf, ordering a string of stars inside the axis of the plundered trees. Thank you very much. Sound Pages is a Jack Straw production. The 2012 curator of this program is Sean Wong. This episode of Sound Pages was produced by Mo Preventure. Recording engineers are C.J. Lazenby, 
Tom Stiles, and Mo Preventure. Narrator is Alyssa Keene. And executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. Theme music by Rachel Matthews, produced through the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the City of Seattle Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, the Washington State Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.